All right, guys, I wanted to pop on here before you actually listen to the episode, but I have my good friend Timmy Bauer on here today who owns a children's book publishing house and is a kids book author himself. And he actually also published my first kids book. And I love I love his heart. I love this episode. He talks a little bit about how he got started in his journey doing what he's doing now. And I really want you to listen up because a lot of people when they hear oh, he has a publishing house, like they don't know the backstory and how it happened, but he actually goes into like the steps and the process he had to go through to get to where he is. And it's such a journey and it's such a process. And for anyone that's starting out or has an idea, I know that this episode is going to encourage you. And he, towards the end, also talks about a book that he has coming out called Soul Purpose, all about helping kids understand that they have a sole purpose. It's going to be so good. The first 30 people that click this link are going to get the kids book for free, which is incredible. So click the link below to get the kids book for free if you're one of the first 30 people. And also he talks at the end about trusting God for provision. And I really want you to listen to that part because he exemplifies it so well of just stepping out, taking action and then trusting God for provision, for resources, and everything that you need. So this is just such a great episode. I'm excited for you to listen to it. And make sure to like and subscribe and share this episode with someone who needs it. Hello and welcome to the She Can Share podcast, where I am going to help you arise and shine as the woman of influence that God is calling you to be where you are going to learn how to share your God-given gifts, talents, and abilities with the world through content creation and by just being who you are. You are meant to let go of shame, guilt, condemnation, and fear and arise and shine and be the light of the world. So whether you're here to grow your influence, grow your business, or just learn some content creation tips to express Christ in you, I want you to know that I'm here for it. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the She Can Share podcast. My name is Melissa and I have one of my most favorite people on planet earth on my podcast today. His name is Timmy Bauer and he has been an incredible, um, an instrumental person and helping me get started in what I'm doing right now. We have kind of a crazy story of how we met. We actually met on TikTok, um, and he's a children's book author, helped me create my first kid's book, um, is one of the most generous, kind-hearted people. He has a children's book company called Dinosaur House, and I wanted to invite him on because he's got such a genuine heart for the Lord He wants to help people find their purpose. He wants to connect parents with kids through reading and kids books. And he does so much um, in order to help people share their message. So, Timmy, welcome to the show. Man, what an intro. Thank you. (laughs) I know I haven't even scratched the surface of all of it yet, but, you know, you've just been such a great friend to me in this whole journey. And I definitely want to share about what it is that you do because I think it's so important. And one of my favorite things that you do is when we were working together and we were creating this kid's book, uh, oftentimes they'd be like, well, Timmy, what about this? What about this? He's like, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. And he would call it the Timmy way. And I love that because he's, you've like gone leaps and bounds in this journey of entrepreneurship 
And you've done it just by taking action. So can you tell me a little bit about the Timmy way? <laughs> so the Timmy way is literally, I just call it that because, um, I don't know. It's all, I feel like all the success that I can attribute to that, that I've had, which is not a lot, but, uh, what I've had has come from, He's being humble. um, from just uh having this attitude of like i will figure it out as i'm falling from the sky i will figure out how to build the plane and yeah. uh that's just my attitude about most things uh, almost every book i've ever published has been published with spelling and grammar errors in it as a just a <laughs> negative byproduct of the, the quote unquote timmy way now we have uh, things in place now to yeah. try to prevent that from happening but when i first started um yeah it was like I, I had a venue like hey can you come and speak hey but before you do can you fix the grammar errors in your book <laughs> i'd be like i'll try i'll try to fix them before i come speak <laughs> what i love though you know what i love though is how like god has just like uniquely gifted you to do what you do and you don't let stuff like that hold you back. You laugh about it and then you make the corrections, but you keep moving forward. Whereas, you know, I feel like people are just terrified that that, that could ever happen. And you are such an example of like, hey, you know, do what God says, do it to the best of your ability. If mistakes happen, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that this um, like negative aspect of my personality has produced such positive things in my life. <laughs> it's encouraged me. So but for those of you that don't know who you are, can you tell us like a little bit about what you do, how you got started and what you're doing today? Yes. Okay. So uh, my name is Timmy Bauer. I am a kid's book author. I've been a kid's book author for like 10 years at this point, which is crazy. Um, I started because, um, and I tell, I've told the story a bunch on my podcast. So like, but, but basically my little brother, Tristan was four years old and I was 17 years old. And I always knew that I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. So I would, you know, I thought that I would maybe work in like movies or something like that, animation. Um, and so I knew I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. But when I had uh, my little brother, Tristan, like just spending time with him, um, I had just read him a book called Yertle the Turtle by Dr. Seuss. And I was like, I think I could do something like this. So I wrote for him a book called Billy the Dragon, which basically just steals the rhyme pattern of Yertle the Turtle, but with a completely different story. And um, if anybody's watching, it's like, these are the characters from the book, which you can't really see, but like, there's one of them, there's another one, and then the other one's down there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's called Billy the Dragon. I wrote it for Tristan. My goal was just to scare him, gross him out, make him laugh, get reactions out of him as a way for him and I to connect. And that really worked. Um, we uh, like, like for for years, because it takes me forever to do anything, um, I would make a little bit more of the book and be like, Tristan, I, I made a little bit more of Billy the Dragon and he would get really excited and I would read him some more and the illustrations were really bad on the beginning. Um, but uh, so I finished the book and, um, and then it was 2014. So this was seven years after I started, which is... Wow dumb but uh i was working at disney as a performer and my fellow performers saw me drawing in my uh in my like uh art book um and they were like oh what are you doing and i told them about the book and just so many people at disney were like you need to get this thing published you need to get this published and um that's around the time that i met a mutual friend of ours james carberry who i met him through church and um i i 
I basically had decided that I didn't want to go the publishing route because of my imposter syndrome. I didn't think that I had what it took to get published. And so I was like, well, what I could do is I could just self-publish. And then I, for however long it takes, could just beat my head against the problem of how do you make a book good by reading it to the actual kids uh, who I'm trying to entertain rather than go the route of trying to appeal to uh, a very small number of decision makers that choose from a massive amount of manuscripts a few books a year to publish. Like that just felt so out of my hands versus this other route of like the Timmy way. I could just beat my head against it in real time by making it and showing it and whatever I have to do. And so when I decided that that was the route that I was going to go, because that's the first decision anybody who wants to be an author, it's like, do you want to pursue traditional publishing or do you want to pursue self-publishing? Um, uh, I'm, I was talking about it with some people at church and somebody was like, well, if you're doing anything entrepreneurial, you need to go talk to James Carberry. This was around the time that he had not yet started his super successful company, Sweetfish. He was, he was trying to get off the ground a company that ended up being a net like financial loss for him, but like a really awesome learning experience. Um, and uh, so we started going out to lunch. But for me, this was my first interaction with like another entrepreneurial minded person who was like, he was so encouraging to me because when I went to lunch with him, I had a like a one-off print, I think, or maybe I just had a stack of art of the book finished. And he was so excited for me. He was like, you have a product. You just need to go get in front of the people who would buy this product. And it's like, well, who is that? Well, it's kids. And where can you find a bunch of kids? At schools. So you need to go get, you need to go get yourself to knock on school doors until someone lets you in so that you can read your book to kids so that you can keep reading your book to kids so that you can sell directly to the audience that would buy your book. And so he was my first cheerleader, coach, mentor, friend, everything combined. Um, and so I started, I started knocking on elementary school doors and about half the time I would get rejected, probably more than half the time I would get rejected. A lot of people were like, who is this strange man that wants to come read to our kids? And, um, but uh, the few times that I did not get rejected, uh, I, they would be like, well, how, okay. Our media specialist is on lunch. Why don't you go talk to her? Media specialist is what a lot of people call the librarian at schools. And so I would go and I would meet with the media specialist. And as what I quickly found out was my illustrations, which I think were pretty bad at the time, uh, but they were, they, they were working. Um, uh, they were good enough that if I showcased my work to these media specialists, it would give them the sense of like, oh, he's okay. This is somebody that I, and my, with my personality, they, they were charmed enough to be like, okay, this sounds weird, but also it sounds like it could be good. Let's go ahead and let this kid read to the kids at our school. And once I started doing that, uh, I was like teachers would like, for, first of all, seeing a group of kids laugh at stuff that I wrote in my book to be funny for my little brother, Tristan was mm -hmm. super validating. I was like, okay, awesome. Uh, you know, first benchmark was like, can I get the book to exist in physical reality? Yeah. Next benchmark of success was can more kids laugh at the jokes besides just my little brother, Tristan. So like, you know, that was checked off right away, which is so cool. And then obviously the next one was like, is anyone going to buy this? Um, so, uh, so a couple of things that I learned 
really quickly was um, teachers would pull out their phones and start recording me, which was awesome. So I needed to ask them, hey, can you give me those recordings? And then I would post them and I would tag the people that had recorded me and ask those teachers if they could tag other teachers from other schools. And that's how I started getting some early virality that helped me to go from school to school to school without having to knock on doors. Um, I also learned a few things about email outreach my initial emails were so bad, but every once in a while, one of them would work. And, um, and, uh, and then the first way that I made money selling books was to do a school visit. And then within a few weeks of that school visit, go to their school's book fair and bring a bunch of my books and kids would lead their parents by the hand over to, over to me and be like, it's the author. And then the parents that are there at the book fair, their agenda is if they're going to buy something, they just want to know that their kid is going to actually read it. And yeah. so if a kid is leading their parent by the hand to come and talk to me and I'm like, did you like the book? Who's your favorite character? Hey, if your parent buys a copy, I'll draw a picture of your favorite character in the book. Like every kid that brought a parent to over to me, I sold a book to. So I was like, okay, awesome. Next, you know, next thing I can check off the, the list, I, I am selling the book to other people. Um, I can keep telling the story, but I feel like maybe that's enough of a base. I love it. I love how you even said you had benchmarks, like just like your journey. I think people don't realize like that is the journey. Like you kind of feel like an imposter. You don't feel like you should do this. You almost feel like you're breaking the, like, can I, you know, do this? And then you're like, the first thing was, you know, could I make a product? Could I actually put it out there? And then could it be successful? And then how can I scale it and grow it? And so I just love that. I think that's the, literally the journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, um, me, oh, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, uh, no, I, I, I go, what were you going to say? Cause whatever no, it was, was probably better. I was just going to tell more of the story. Like, um, you know, the next thing on the list obviously was how can I make enough money on mm-hmm. this book that it has paid for itself? Um, cause it cost me about four and a half grand to print the first print run. And it was all the money that I had in savings. So I just dumped everything I had in my savings account at the time on a print run. <laughs> and then I had a mountain of books and I was like, can I sell all of these? If I sell all of these, I'll, I'll not just make back the money that I paid. I'll make a profit. Um, and, uh, and in the first year I was able to put the money back in the bank account, which was cool. That's so cool. So were you working? You were still working for Disney at that time, right? So you were essentially you were working a full time job to be able to support, you know, your life at the time. And then you started this on the side. Was your plan then like at what point were you like, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to make this my I'm going to start a publishing house. (laughs) Yeah. So in 2018. So my attitude has always been like, I'll I would quit my job as soon as I could. Um, so I, I know I'm, I know I'm an on, I know I'm an entrepreneur because I don't like to work a job as, as soon as I have the opportunity. And this has happened a few times in my life to quit my job and just go full on into whatever it is that my own thing is. Um, I've, I've done that. So mm-hmm. one of the first times was, um, in 2018, I had, so I had been doing this plan for a while of, you know, visit the school, go to the book fair. And it was great because I would make a few hundred dollars at the book fair. And that was, that was what got me to put all the money back in the bank account that I spent on the books. Um, but what really started to get to a point where it was like, okay, this is a side hustle that is truly generating 
money like in a worthwhile way was when I separated book fairs as a way to make money. So like I didn't pursue that route anymore because what every school and anyone who works in education probably knows this, but every school in the area, uh, every school in the US, I think, has their book. They have two books fairs a year and they all have them around the same time. So so there'd be like a two week period of time where I could make money and then nothing. And then another two week period of time where I could make money. And so obviously that's not sustainable if I wanted this to be a full-time thing. And that was one of the benchmarks of success was, can I make this a full-time thing? Um, so, uh, so, so before it was a full-time thing, what got it to the point where it was a really worthwhile side hustle, where it was like, I could be a part-time Disney cast member and still this is, you know, this yeah. is supplementing our income really well was when I had the epiphany of what I now use all the time, which is hype videos. So I never do a speaking event anymore if the, if the venue is not willing to play hype videos to the attendees leading up to the event. And um, so it's a video or it, one video or maybe three videos where I'm like, what's up everybody? My name is author Timmy and I'm so excited because in just a short little while, I'm gonna be coming to your school. And mm -hmm. I have just a couple of things that I wanna tell you. And then I would give them a flavor of what the book's gonna be about. I tell them about a prize giveaway that I'm gonna do. And then I would say, you know, in order to qualify for the prize giveaway, you gotta fill out this flyer uh, when you get home. And the, and then I would tell the teachers on the video, I would tell the teachers, teachers, you need to print out the flyer. It's in the description of this video. And, um, so now every time I go and do a school visit leading up to the school visit, all the kids are getting hyped up for it. And they're all going home with a flyer that they feel motivated to fill out because of a prize giveaway that I'm going to do at the school. I've done so many different prize giveaways. You really just yeah. need a, any sort of MacGuffin that would motivate yeah. a kid to to take home a flyer and fill it out. So the, I've done so many different things. I've given away bookmarks. I've given away like uh, surprise, like uh, one person's going to get their book for free, but I didn't want to do that because now I'm like motivating people to not buy in the hopes that they'll get it yeah. for free. So I quickly abolished that idea. Um, but uh, but the the one that I I'm, I've been rocking with for the longest time that I I've discovered too late in the game honestly is um if I, I'm gonna choose uh I'm gonna choose like a few people I I don't say the number but most of the time it's about six people I'm gonna choose a few people that are gonna get to be in a video that's gonna go on my YouTube channel and oh. the only way to be one of the people that could be in the video is if you fill out the flyer and that really motivates kids to fill out the flyer so that's what I do now but I've done I've done all kinds of physical giveaways that cost me money nothing has been as successful as this thing that doesn't cost me money which is so cool um, but uh, I guess it does in the sense that I have to get these videos edited, but I, I need to be doing that anyway. So it was a, it was a twofer. It was like, I got to be making content. And also um, uh, this is like really motivating for kids. And because they're filling out a flyer, it's like a permission to be in the video is like baked into the filling out of oh, the good. flyer. And what I need is I need the kid to take the flyer to their parents to be filled out. Because if so, the flyer is going to be like, hey, an author's coming to your school. And if you want a signed book, all you got to do is attach $15 to this flyer. And so I needed the kid to be motivated to physically take that home and present it to their parents. So um, when I 
put all that together, my sales per school jumped from like, I would do about a hundred to $200 per school, uh, using the whole like school visit into book fair strategy to, um, I mean, sometimes I would do a school visit and I would make $2,000 in sales. This was, wow. you know, on the high end, obviously, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I think my average was floating around 500 uh, bucks in sales per school. And so, when I had that epiphany, I was like, okay, it is literally, it is a numbers game. I need to do as many school visits in a year as I possibly can. Um, and uh, once I had gotten to the point where I discovered this network of schools in South Florida that were all charter schools that all knew each other, all the principals knew each other. They were all in a principal group chat and it was like a ton of schools. And one of the principals, uh, the first school in this network that I visited uh, like talked about me in the principal group chat. And then they all started emailing me and every one of those schools, I learned charter schools is where parents are like really engaged in their kids' education. Um, and in South Florida, they have money. So it's, it's this combination of like, there's a lot of people in South Florida that have money. And also in charter schools, they're really uh, engaged in their kids' education. So one of the big strategies for me was just like going after charter schools uh, in places like South Florida and I, I went on a trip to South Florida where I booked an Airbnb. I had no idea what my sales were going to be. And I, the, the second night I had to drive five hours back to Orlando, uh, and get all the books that I had left in stock. Cause I brought way more than I thought I would sell, but I sold them all out in the first two days. So I had to drive five hours back to Orlando get all the books that I had in my garage and then drive all the way back five hours again for my next school visit the next morning because I had so many more school visits lined up and I needed the books to sell. And when I got back from that trip, I quit my job. <laughs> I was like, I'm going full time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love if anyone. Okay, man, anyone that's listening, like, gosh, can we just take a moment to like honor the journey? Like, I think sometimes people are like, oh, look at Timmy. He has a kid's book publishing house and like, look at what he's doing. But it's like, man, there were like five hour drives, 10 hour drives, figuring it out, banging your head against a wall, not sure what to do, trying to like trying stuff and failing. Like, it's just so important that people realize that. And that is like, I think the one of the things that holds so many people back. And you're such a good example of like trusting God. I remember one time we were talking on the phone, you were saying God has never um, he's never not provided for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes it'll be the last minute. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Actually, I take it back, God. It hasn't been the last minute. He he might show me that just to be like, oh, you want to know what the last minute's like? <laughs> um, uh, th- I don't think that's the heart of God, but, um, but no, um, it, it'll, it'll be like, you know, like, I'm like, God, I don't, I, there's there, we need $5,000 next month. And I don't, where's, I don't, I need you to provide that money. And then like, like that week we'll get a a client. So now I run a production company where, you know, our income comes from getting clients that want to have their books produced by us. So, you know, it'll be like the week before the new month where the money was needed and a client will just come. I'm like, yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. (laughs) And it's been like that for a while that now my prayer has, has really been. And I, I heard God say to me that the day is coming where, um, where it's not going to be this constant, where's next month's money coming from that is the source of my faith because i often i have a faith that's like i have to trust fall on like if i if i have nothing to to land on i'm like god well i know i know you're going to catch me because you've done it every time um and so i just trust fall on god 
Um, and it's, it causes me to have a very lively faith. And so for that reason, God's not super motivated to change my life circumstances because he's honored by that lively faith, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we've had, God and I have had a lot of conversations about this, um, where I want, I want it to come from somewhere else so that I cannot be so insecure all the time about where (laughs) the money is coming from. So, um, yeah, one time I wrote in my promise journal, um, you know, that the day is coming where it will be fulfilled promises that I look back on, and that will be the source of my lively faith. So, yeah. That's so awesome, Timmy. <laughs> That's super powerful. I, man, can you say anything more about that? Like lively faith and t- tell us more. Well, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want to hear, but um, I... I think that God, um, you know, he, there's all these promises in the Bible. Don't worry. You know, don't worry. Wor- don't, not to worry is like one of the main things that like Jesus spoke to his disciples constantly. Fear not. Don't worry. Um, I think worry is a sin, which is like crazy. Worry is a sin. We're literally not like it's a sin if we're worrying. Um, right. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, so that, so in order for us to not worry, we must have this attitude that is like, God will take care of us. Now, he does discipline us. So like sometimes things are not going to go the way we want them to, but his discipline is an act of love. It's designed to lead us to get back on the right path, whatever the right path is, you know? So, so we shouldn't even be worried when we're being disciplined. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, that's a constant battle that... Um, hope I don't have to fight so much soon. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, just constantly having to be like, I'm worrying. It's a sin. God, I need you to provide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I have a very high risk tolerance too, just naturally as a person. Uh, and uh, I think that makes me, uh, it, it has led to some of my success as an entrepreneur that I'm willing to just throw myself at something um, and be like, uh, you know, um, well, like, generally speaking what's the like obviously terrible things can happen to us but like the choice to like quit your job and go full-time into your into your thing that you know the worst case scenario is you got to come crawling back to your job Mm -hmm. um that's not that bad like if 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 what you want to do is your thing the thing that's you know the side hustle that's making money if that's what you really want to be doing and i have to assume that it honors god whatever it is um and that you feel that the holy spirit is behind it that it's what you should be doing um then uh yeah crawling back to your job's not such a bad thing like it like people act like it's like death to be like i don't have a job but like um most I mean, I, I'm an employer. Like most people are willing to hire. I, I don't want to. I don't want to belittle people that are having a hard time finding a job. I'm sure that I'm sure that that's very yeah. tough. But all that all that to say, worse if the worst case scenario is that I have to come crawling back to my job. Why am I treating it like it's so bad? Yeah, and why is it keeping you from doing the thing that you really want to do that God might really be calling you into? And I love how like you know, the Holy Spirit is our comforter and it's so easy to stay comfortable, but it's like, and I want to get into this because you, you and your wife, Nicole, who love Nicole, you guys are such a great, <laughs> you guys are perfect together, but, um, you know, you and your wife just wrote a book about purpose. And yeah. I know that that's such a heartbeat of, of you guys, but like, that is what you're talking about is like, 
would you rather be at a job that is sucking the life out of you that you're not happy at that you don't feel like is even in alignment with your calling or would you rather be on like the front line of like i don't know if this is going to work out it might not it might but it's in purpose so tell us about that and then tell us about the book okay so um yeah so i think that everybody says that you should follow your passion or you should follow your calling i think that God does give us things that we're passionate about. And we do sometimes, are, we are called to different things and we should try to be attentive and to listen to that. But if you boil purpose down to it's, what, what, is, the, what is the purpose of every person's life? Uh, it is to know God and to share the knowledge of God with other people. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have that, then you, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter how much you'll have that this world has to offer you will not have a satisfying life if you are not uh, uh if you're not experiencing the love of god and sharing it with others and so um regardless of what you are trying yeah. to do assuming that what you're trying to do does doesn't dishonor god um uh all of our purpose that that is our sole purpose so like nicole and i had this idea that we sh- I don't i don't exactly remember where it came from but um it was like we have this kids book production company one of the main reasons i built it was because i wanted i wanted to produce more books at a faster clip than i could just do all by myself so um so we started dinosaur house and we want to be purposeful with dinosaur house and it just felt like you know there are times where we have like a lull where we don't have a customer and like what are we like we do personal projects in those lulls so what are we going to do and we came up with this idea of a book called Soul Purpose, where uh, it's going to be a beautiful book. Um, we just finished writing it together. And the concept of the book is that everyone has one soul purpose, soul, S-O-U-L, uh, and it is to experience the light, which the light is God, and then share that light with others. And so it, embedded throughout the book are going to be uh, references to verses that talk about the light. So talking about how Jesus is the light, talking about how we are to be a city set on a hill. We are the light of the, like those of us that have the light, we are the light of the world. Um, Jesus, that simultaneously the Bible calls his people the light of the world. And he also calls, uh, he calls Jesus the light of the world. And Jesus is capital L, the light of the world. Um, but we are supposed to experience that light and then the light lives in, lives in us. And then we have to go and shine that light in a dark world. Um, and so it's going to talk about how, you know, we have, we're, we're more than just our bodies. Our bodies are our flesh. You know, they have the cravings of this. They, they have cravings for food and toys and games and all these kinds of things. Um, but just like your, hun- your, your, your uh, stomach is hungry for food, your soul, which is the real, the you inside is, is hungry for the light. And the light is the only thing that can satisfy it. Um, and if you, if all you do is live in darkness, you'll be a slave to the desires of your body, which is more toys, more games, more this, more that, and it's never going to satisfy you. Um, and the, the kids, it's a kid's book. So it's like way less, um, sophisticated maybe than everything I just shared. Like the, the language like a of, lot the of kids. I feel like a lot of parents would understand better with your, with that concept. <laughs> yeah. Well, we really, we really worked to make it something that a kid would absolutely understand so Um, so that book is going to drop this summer i'm putting june 1st as the drop date of that book 
And uh, and I'm just every time I get on a podcast or do anything as part of this playbook that I'm building for how an unknown author can predictably sell a large number of copies in a short period of time. One of the plays is to get on these bestseller lists that people desire to get on. And what a what better to try to get a book on a bestseller list than this book that you know your sole purpose yeah. and talking about how you know your sole purpose is to experience the light of God and share it with others. Um, and so, uh, so as part of a strategy for helping that book hit one of these lists, every time I get on a podcast or do a speaking event or anything like that, the first 30 people that click the link that's being provided are going to get the book for free. So, uh, so there'll be a link in the description of this episode. The first 30 people that go there will get the book for free. Wow. That's so awesome. Timmy, thank you so much. That book is going to be so life-changing for families and for parents. And I just love, I love how God has literally given you, it started out with an idea for your brother and now look at how it's expanded and how I know that you work with so many people. You worked with me um, to get a message out there for parents. We'll have to do another episode and tell that story. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. It was literally, let me just say, Timmy literally prayed, God, you know, who is somebody that like I should reach out to? And my video on TikTok popped up and he literally reached out to me. Do you want to be a kid's book author? Little did he know I would have, I wanted to be one. And then I answered back yeah. and we got on a call and that was it. Yeah. I sent that DM to, I don't know how many people you were the only person that the Holy spirit was like, send it to this person. You were the only, you were the only one that where I, where I heard it so clearly the, you know, the, the charge to send you that DM, which is so awesome. And you're the only person that, um, that ended up saying yes. (laughs) I mean, I was a yes. And I, yeah, I just, there's even like so much more. And Timmy, what you said about James, how he was such a cheerleader and champion for you when you were getting started. When we met, I was still working in childcare and you encouraged me to step out in entrepreneurship, which was something I did not think I could do. And you really paved the way for me to do that with your encouragement and helping me get my first client. So thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. I just remember you telling me what your financial needs were monthly. And I was like, I was just, at that point I had, yes, I'd been, you know, doing B2B business for a little while because this was probably a year into me starting Dinosaur House. And so I'd kind of come around to the understanding of in the business world, what a small amount of money that is. I know that for a lot of people, that's probably a life-changing amount of money. Um, and, it, and it is, but in the in the business world, in the B, especially in the B2B business world, that's such a small amount of money. That's like one client. I was like, that's, I was like, Melissa, you're like one client away from getting to quit your job. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Yeah. And then you literally pitched me to somebody and I was like, would you, Melissa does social media coaching, which I didn't. Um, she charges $2,500 a month, which That's I did the Timmy way. The Timmy way. And you literally, that was how I got started entrepreneurship. That was also why I wanted Timmy to get on here. But yeah, that was how I got started. He literally sold me and I had one client and he was like, got you your client, go out on your own. And I did. So, so glad. Timmy, I just, I just love your heart. Guys, I'm going to put the link for this book, um, Your Sole Purpose, right down below. First 30 people that click it will get the link, will get the book for free. And then guys, please share, please share it, get it, buy it and support Timmy. Go and follow him, send him a message, tell him how awesome he is. And if you want to create a kid's book, he is the best person to do it. So connect with him. Awesome. 
Thank you. Yeah, if you're interested in in doing a kid's book, so my company is called Dinosaur House. If you go to dinosaurhouse.com, there's a little form that you can fill out that kind of puts 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 me in the right frame of where you're at. Um, and so uh, so that that be that would be cool. I'm very passionate about the idea of kids' books being this awesome vehicle for communicating an idea because if you want if you want a kid to understand something like your options are you could try to preach it at them enough that it'll go in or you can you can package the message in a medium that they will love and if you make it entertaining and engaging enough for them they'll ask for that over and over and over again and now you've got that message that's important for them this is why I only partner with people that where I believe in their message because I'm like that message if done well is going to just be repeated over and over probably over a 2 year period of time if the book is truly loved by this kid and so it's just this great vehicle for for giving like very important truth to a kid. And I had no idea of that when I made my first book. My first book was pure entertainment for my little brother. Maybe a little bit of like take personal responsibility for your mistakes kind of a theme in there. But uh but yeah, I learned that later. So good, Timmy. That's so good. Yeah, kids learn lessons through storytelling, not lecturing, and that's literally what you do. So, awesome. thank you for being a guest here and thank you so much. You and Nicole both are amazing and I appreciate your friendship. Yeah, thank you. Yes, and please go support the book for Nicole as well. I want her. I like she's so shy. She hates being like up in front of people, but we were just we were just out with um somebody that really challenged her and was like, "You have things to share." Uh and you know, it would be selfish of you to keep those inside even though you're like afraid to speak. And so I loved seeing that this person say that to her. Um so yeah, uh, this is a co-created uh book. Um, and, uh, she had so much to do with the message of this book. This is so like close to her heart. Um, so yeah, please, please go soul purpose. Please go support the book. Uh, click the link in the description. Awesome. Thank you, Timmy. And guys be on the lookout next week for another episode. Have a good week.